0: Before we get started with today's podcast i would just like to let you find folks know about 4k video downloader now what is 4k video downloader i'll tell you 4K Video Downloader is a free program that will allow you to download YouTube videos to your computer. Now, if you decide to download this with my referral link in the show notes and decide to upgrade to the premium version for the low price of $15, you will get the benefits of being able to download unlimited playlists, channels, subtitles, and you get no ads and future updates. Click my referral links in the show notes to get started and support this podcast. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Get your hands together. Are you ready for the Danny the Two podcast? If you're listening to this on Wednesday, then I'm gonna tell you, hooray. I think that you're pretty cool and neat. And thank you for listening to the podcast hello everyone welcome back to the danny the two podcast hope you enjoyed that new acapella group that i just hired they're all professionals they they're they're a little known band they go by the name uh danny tonics uh so if you want to book them for your birthday party and or they only do birthday parties. They're they're telling me they only do birthday parties. If you want to book them, link is in the show notes, dannythe2.com. That's where you can get a hold of them. So go ahead go to the the link in the show notes and then book them for your birthday party. Even if you don't have their birthday coming up, they really need the money. So yeah. Anyway, fuck that. (laughs) That was bad, but I'll take it. Sometimes a joke is not funny. I have never had that problem. Today, we're going to be talking about a guy named Hans Rosling. This is a very interesting guy. It's a guy that I read his book. He has a book called Factfulness and very, very interesting the the book is a little more optimistic than I usually like <laughs> because it talks about all the ways the world has gotten better recently and is continuing to get better. And right now we're living in a world where everything is dark and scary and sad and there's a lot of things that we really really need to improve, but at the moment we're not really improving things as much as I wish we were. So we're kind of stuck in this like world where we just are constantly hearing negative things. It sounds like the world is getting worse and worse, no matter who you are or what you believe. It really seems like everything is changing for the worst right now. So, you know, that sucks. It sucks. That's sad. That's really sad thing that makes people sad and upset, including myself. But I read this book a while ago and I was thinking about it and I thought I should probably do a podcast episode about it because it's got some very interesting things about it. Now, I'm going to be linking something in the show notes, all right? I'm going to be linking a quiz. This is called the Factfulness Quiz. This guy, Hans Rosling, decided to put this quiz out into the world. And the reason he put the quiz out into the world was to see if people knew a fair amount or at least knew the general idea of how good or bad the world is or if things were getting better or worse. Now, the interesting thing about this test that he put out is that there were multiple choice questions. There's three answers for each one. If I remember correctly, I haven't gotten into the test yet. It's been a hot minute since I've done the test, but there were three answers for each one. And the average score was less than 33%, which meant that a group of monkeys picking random options would have done better on this test than the humans who are actually in the world, which is crazy to me. That really insinuates that we're all just constantly boggled by the media and all the bad news, and we we're missing a lot of things, the truthful things and like in all the ways the world is actually getting a lot better. And there are significant things. It's not just like the number of frogs that are still straight despite the government's uh darnest attempts to turn them all gay. It's like the percentage of girls who are allowed to be educated and like the percentage of people living in poverty and shit like that it's good (laughs) like it's it's big deals very big humanistic deals things that are getting a lot better and to be honest not enough people are talking about it now one of the episodes that I did was just recording it as a beta it has not been released I don't think I'll ever release it it was just an episode where uh I called it the world is not as bad as we think it is And I kind of went over some things. It was very unstructured and very hard to listen to, which is why I never released it and why it was just a beta thing. But I've had this idea that I wanted to make a podcast talking about the fact that the world isn't as bad as we think it is for quite a while now. So I'm going to get around to it now. And I'm going to actually take this quiz because I have not taken it for a while. Um, I'm also going to take it. They have a quiz on the coronavirus. Um, It says, how much do you know about the coronavirus? test your knowledge with this new COVID quiz. I'll take that too. We'll see. First, I'm going to read the about section as if it's an article, get some of the information about this book and this uh, idea, and then I'm going to hop into the quiz. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, factfulness, the stress-reducing habit of only carrying opinions for which you have strong supporting facts. That's a very interesting definition. Uh, let's read this again. I want you guys to pay attention. Unscrew your passive listening ears, screw on your active listening ears, listen up, listen. Factfulness, okay? It's like mindfulness, but this is factfulness. The stress-reducing habit of only carrying opinions for which you have strong supporting facts. So this doesn't mean going gung-ho, guns blazing on things that don't have a lot of supporting facts. It might just be emotion-based or conspiracy-based. We're talking strong supporting facts. That's a stress-reducing habit to only carry opinions for things that you have a lot of uh, information for. Let's keep going. When asked simple questions about global trends, why the world's population is increasing, how many young women go to school, how many of us live in poverty, we systematically get the answers wrong. So wrong that a chimpanzee choosing answers at random will consistently outguess journalists, noble laureates, laureates, don't fucking care about that, and investment bankers. In factfulness, professor of international health and a man who can make data sing, Hans Rosling, together with his two longtime collaborators, Anna and Ola, offers a radical new explanation of why this happens and reveals the 10 instincts that distort our perspective. It turns out that the world for all its imperfections is in a much better state than we might think. But when we worry about everything all the time, instead of embracing a worldview based on facts, we can lose our ability to focus on the things that threaten us the most. Inspiring and revelatory, filled with lively anecdotes and moving stories, Factfulness is an urgent and essential book that will change the way you see the world. About the author, really quickly, Hans is a pretty cool guy. About Hans Rosling, Rosling began his wide-ranging career as a physician, spending many years in rural Africa tracking a rare paralytic disease, which he named Konzo and discovering its cause, Hunger and Bradley Processed Cassava. He co-founded Medicines Sans Frontières, Doctors Without Borders, Sweden, wrote a book on global health, and as a professor on the Karolinska Institute of Stockholm, (laughs) I don't know these words, damn it, initiated key international research collaborations. He's also personally argued with many heads of state, including... Fidel Castro. Now, this is where it's about to get really sad. He died in 2017. His work is carried on by his son and daughter-in-law at the Gapminder Foundation. All right, with that context, I am ready to hop on into the quiz. Now, taking the quiz, I imagine, is going to be a little bit different knowing that like things are better than they are, but I'm, I'm gonna do my best to answer genuinely what I think the answers are. So let's just hop into it. If you guys wanna take the test, it's free. If you wanna buy the book, you can. This is not sponsored or anything. I just think this is super duper interesting. Number one, question number one of 13. In all low-income countries across the world today, how many girls finish primary school? Okay. Low income countries. These are the poverty countries that we usually think of when we see like commercials talking about starving kids in Africa or whatever. How many girls finish primary school? The uh, possible answers are 20%, 40%, or 60%. I kind of want to say, I'm, I want to say 40%. I don't know. I'm going to say 40% because 20%, that seems a little low. It's one out of five. seems a little bit high. So I'm gonna go with 40. Uh, I'm wrong. The answer is 60%. 60% of girls in low-income countries finish primary school. According to the World Bank, the number was 63.2% in 2015. The definition of low-income countries is intentionally left out of the question since the aim of factfulness is to investigate how people interpret the term. That's good. They didn't Yeah, I already gave my definition for low-income countries. Uh so Yeah, interesting. All right, next question. Where does the majority of the world population live? Low-income countries, middle-income countries, and high-income countries. Okay. Uh I don't know a lot about geography or populations or anything like that, but my guess would be middle-income countries. That is correct. The majority of the population live in middle-income countries. So, let's move on to the next question. In the last 20 years, the proportion of the world population living in extreme poverty has almost doubled, remained more or less the same, or almost halved. Okay. In the last 20 years, the proportion of the world population living in extreme poverty has... Okay. Let me think. Um well uh i'm trying to think about the logic on this i imagined i think lower income countries would imagine would typically not have as many kids because they can't afford it so i would imagine that the extreme poverty is what they say this isn't even low income i'm gonna say remained more or less the same the answer is almost halved wow The correct answer is C, the share of people living on less than $1.90 a day, shit, fell from 34% to 10.7%. Holy shit. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Wow. Man, I don't even, I'm kind of at a loss for words on that. What is the life expectancy of the world today? 50, 60, or 70 years? I think it's 70. It is 70. The average global life expectancy for those born in 2016 was 72.48 years, according to the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation. The uh, UN population estimate is slightly lower at 71.9. Factfulness rounded life expectancy to 70 to avoid overstating progress. Number five, there are 2 billion children in the world today, aged 0 to 15 years old. How many children will there be in the year 2100? According to the UN, all right, there's 2 billion right now. Is there going to be 4 billion, 3 billion, or 2 billion children? Uh, I'm going to say 2 billion. I'm going to say it stays the same. That's correct. I don't know what my logic is on that. The UN population division predicts the number of children in the year 2100 will not be higher than it is today. The UN experts publish new official population forecasts every second year in their publication, they work with multiple alternative scenarios. The one they think is most probable is called the medium fertility variant, which falls between the highest and lowest predictions of fertility and mortality decline worldwide. The UN predicts that by 2100, the world population will have increased by another 4 billion people. What is the main reason? Okay, so in 2100, the year 2100, I'm recording this in 2020, we're talking 80 years from now, they predict that there will be another 4 billion people in the world. Why? There will be more children, There will be more adults. There will be more old age. Now, this is saying more children is below 15. Uh, Adults is between 15 to 74. And old people are 75 and older. Based on the last statistic, I'm going to say more old people. That's wrong. (laughs) There are more adults age 15 to 74. The correct answer is B. In their forecasts, the UN experts calculate that just 1% of the population increase will come from the 0.37 billion more children 69 nice percent of 2.5 billion more adults 15 to 74 and 30 percent from 1.1 billion more very old people okay how did the number of deaths per year from natural disasters change over the last hundred years more than doubled remained about the same or decreased to less than half i'm based on the context of everything here and also just understanding we have more technology and it's probably safer just to exist in the world completely now that we have technology like ambulances and helicopters and shit. So last hundred years, technology for transportation and medicine has gotten a lot better. I'm going to say decreased to less than half. That's correct. Annual deaths from natural disasters have decreased by 75% over the last hundred years. Holy shit. What? Factfulness compares 10-year averages. In the last 10 years, 2007 to 2016, an average 80,000 people were killed by natural disasters per year. Compare this with 100 years earlier, 1907 to 1916, that was 325,000. People today have 75% less chance of being killed by a natural disaster than their grandparents or great-grandparents. Wow. Even though I picked decreased to less than half, I was not expecting that. Damn. There are roughly seven billion people in the world today. Where do they live? This is another thing that I am a bad at. And also this is more of a visual one. They have like a little graph here. I'm just going to skim past that one. I picked a random one. Got it right. I am the best. I am amazing. I am God. How many of the world's one year old children today have been vaccinated against some disease? 20, 50 or 80 percent. All right. Children in the world one year old children. Man, I, I, I kind of want to say 80%. I'd like to be able to say 50 and be like, whoa, (laughs) that seems right. But 80, I think is the right answer, which is the right answer. 88% of one year old children in the world today are vaccinated against some disease, according to the WHO. (laughs) Factfulness rounded it down to 80% to avoid overstating progress. Okay. Think about this. <laughs> Think about this. The world we live in today, 88%, what? 88% of children have access and like they can get their children vaccinated. Maybe it's not free or, or what, maybe it's provided, but that's insane. Like we're talking poverty with the, everything in the world that is right now, 88% of children That's just about 90. That's about one out of every 10 kids. That's really impressive. Considering all the poverty we see everywhere, like on TV and shit, you know? That's, that blows my fucking mind. (laughs) That makes me happy. It's really awesome to know that so many kids can get vaccinated. Worldwide, 30-year-old men have spent 10 years in school on average. How many years have women of the same age spent in school? Nine, six, or three. I want to say nine. I'm right. The correct answer is A, worldwide women aged 25 to 34 have an average of 9.09 years of schooling and men have 10.21. Okay. Interesting. So you got you women, all my women in my chat. I know last week I said I didn't have any women listening. Fuck you. You're all listening. Everybody listening here is a woman. I I don't make the rules. I just make them. In 1996, tigers, giant pandas, and black rhinos were all listed as endangered. How many of these three species are more critically endangered today? So in 1996, tigers, giant pandas, and black rhinos were all endangered. Is one of them endangered now? Two of them endangered now? Or none of them endangered now? I'm going to say... Well, I want to say one of them. I was wrong. It's none of them. Tigers, black pandas, and black rhinos, none of them are endangered anymore. None of the three species are classified as more critically endangered today than they were in 1996. The data is based on the... Wait, did I read that wrong? Oh. Wait a minute. Damn it. Okay, I misunderstood the question. The question was how many were more endangered. Thankfully, none of them have gotten more endangered, but some of them are still endangered. So that's still progress. I just read it wrong and I got disappointed. Oops. How many people in the world have access to some kind of electricity? 20%, 50%, or 80%? While we're on a roll, I want to say, fuck it, 80%. Correct! The majority of the world population, 85.3% have had access to some electricity grid in their countries. The term access can be confusing and not clearly defined. In some extreme cases, households may experience an average of 60 power outages per week and still be listed as having access to electricity. The question accordingly talks about some access. For the measures of access to electricity, GTF is a collaboration between the World Bank, blah, 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 blah. Don't really care. Cool, 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 cool. Question 13 to 13, global climate experts believe that over the next hundred years, the average temperature will get warmer, get colder, or remain the same. I think it's get warmer. That's it. Correct. Climate experts refers to the 274 authors of the IPCC's Fifth Amendment report published in 2014 by the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. Here's what the panel of experts predicts. All right. Surface temperature is projected to rise over the 21st century under all assessed emission scenarios. It is very likely that the heat waves will occur more often and last longer, and that extreme precipitation events will become more intense and frequent in many regions. The ocean will continue to warm and acidify, and global mean sea level to rise. That one's not so happy. Uh, yeah. That's, you know... I think a lot of a lot of scientists have said that climate change is the biggest problem facing the world today. That's that's still a big deal. I'm, I'm I was actually gonna put a disclaimer in here and say like I'm not saying the world is perfect or people should stop complaining. I'm just saying it's good to be aware of the facts that not everything is thankfully quite so bad. Because usually if I hadn't like taken this quiz, I know the first time I took the quiz I did it very poorly. I did I got nine out of thirteen correct in this one, but like I didn't understand that the world like wasn't still that sad. <laughs> Whenever I was presented with a lot of these, I instinctively picked the lower options because I was sad or just like mad about things. I just I just assumed the world was was not as great. Uh we're approaching the 20 minute mark. I guess actually we're past the 20 minute mark. I'm going to quickly take the um the COVID-19 test and I'm going to just do that. I I've stayed pretty up to date on COVID-19 so I think I'll be good. Let's go ahead and take this. How much do you know about the new coronavirus? and COVID-19. Let's go ahead. Let's just hop into it. Um, Why is COVID-19 called COVID-19? The answer is because it appeared in the year 2019. I know that one already. How can you cure cure COVID-19? To date, there are no specific vaccines or medicines. That is correct. I was right. What does the coronavirus attach itself to when it enters the human body? Antigens, red blood cells, or ACE2 receptors that are lining of the airways? I want to say ACE2 receptors. That's correct. I don't really know what that means, but I got it right. The new coronavirus, which caused COVID-19, is not the first widespread coronavirus encountered by humans, but which of these is not a type of coronavirus? SARS, MERS, or Ebola? (laughs) Ebola. Yep. Ebola was not a type of coronavirus. True or false? The novel coronavirus is mutating rapidly. True. That's false. I, I, I misunderstood the question. The novel coronavirus is periodically changing or mutating. Okay, so it is actually mutating, just not frequently, just periodically. How can you kill coronavirus? By washing your hands with soap and water or using an alcohol-based hand rub. That's right. Which country is the highest COVID-19 death toll in Europe? Spain, UK, Italy. I'm going to go with Italy. Nope, it's the UK. Yikes. What organ does the new coronavirus primarily attack? It is the lungs. I was right. How is the coronavirus, which causes COVID-19, transmitted? Um, Primarily via droplets when an infected person coughs, sneezes, or breathes out. Yeah. How long can you be next to an infected person before you get the virus? The answer is you are at risk of getting coronavirus if you are near an infected person for any amount of time. That is correct. How long until you show symptoms of of COVID-19? Most people don't show symptoms after six to five days, but it can range from one to 14 days. Can you become immune to the coronavirus? Um, Catching COVID-19 likely makes recovered patients immune for some period of time, but experts are not sure how long protection lasts. True or false, the COVID-19 pandemic has killed more Americans than the decades-long Vietnam War. That is true. COVID-19 has just in a few months killed more Americans than the decades-long Vietnam War. As of mid-June, more than 120,000 COVID-19 deaths were recorded in the U.S., during the Vietnam War, there was only 58,000 deaths compared to the, you know. Actually, as of whatever I'm recording this, what it's like the end of a September. It's like 200,000 in the U.S., so it's even more. Which world leader is a coronavirus threat denier who has scoffed at the ideas of physical distancing and lockdowns? Now, Trump is not on here. President of Brazil, Turkey, or South Korea? I'm going to go with, it was Brazil. I was wrong. Um, what are the most common symptoms of coronavirus? Uh, fever, tiredness, dry cough. Okay, last one. When will the coronavirus outbreak most likely end? The answer is when a vaccine is developed. Okay, I got it right. All right, so I kind of breezed through the COVID nineteen test one because I, I wasn't super interested in wasting a lot of time on that. I was mostly interested in the factfulness quiz. I know you already did it. <laughs> if you guys want to share that test with your friends and see if they did good, um, because you know, hopefully you have a friend who doesn't listen to the podcast. Actually, that sounds wrong. If you have a friend who you can show this to, but they don't listen to the podcast, shame on you. Shame on you. What the fuck, man? I'm out here breaking my back to sit here in this chair and talk into this microphone with my bubbly in hand. I'm I'm ashamed of you. I'm ashamed of you. To everybody who doesn't have any friends that don't listen to the Danny the Two podcast, mwah, I love you anyway thank you guys for listening to this episode of the podcast uh I've had a bonus episode come out recently and I had a um a bad christian 2 come out which I had a couple people tell me was the funniest episode I've ever released and also by the time this episode comes out my youtube video has come out what you guys haven't watched my new YouTube video yet? Get on that. Go to my link in the description. I mean, the f- show notes and go to my YouTube and watch my newest YouTube video. Please, please. I want to come back to YouTube, but there's not enough people. Please. All right. I think I'm going to just close it out. Thank you guys for listening to this. Hopefully you found this episode interesting with the whole factfulness idea on learning about Hans Rosling. Maybe you'll share this quiz with your grandma, your Trump loving bitch ass grandma who hopefully is going to die in the next two years. That stupid skank. Okay. I I'm going to leave that in there because I think it's kind of funny, but I genuinely apologize if anybody actually has a Trump loving grandma who is on the brink of death. Um, I'm really sorry if that offended you. I'm sorry if I hurt you in any way. uh, And I hope your bitch skank grandma dies. Anyway, with that being said, that's a wrap.